In today's show, it's time to look ahead to week six in the NBA, who we're starting, who we're sitting, who we're adding, how to manipulate the schedule for Thanksgiving week and some big, big injury news. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. Wow, that sounded weird. And you can find me, as always, on Twitter at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. I've also got a Substack, JoshLloyd48.Substack.com. It's free. Go sign up. You get everything that I do linked in there. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PricePix.com. The promo code is LOCKEDON. So we're going to do the weekly preview, week six preview for daily changes leagues, for weekly changes leagues. And I'm going to throw an extra little segment in there today because injuries need to be discussed when looking at this week ahead, especially with all the big injury news that we have gotten over the last 24 hours or so. So we're going to talk about that in today's show. Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, week six is Thanksgiving week in the NBA, meaning we have got a zero game day and two absolute ball busters on the other side of it. I don't know why the NBA needs to do this. I, I get it having Thanksgiving off, no problem with that whatsoever. Have your Thanksgiving off. But do we actually need 14 games on a Friday and only four on a Saturday? How about we have eight each? That might work, you know? Might work a little bit better. But, all right, there we are. So we've got these two absolutely gigantic days in the middle of the schedule. So how does it work? We've got eight games on Monday and four games on Tuesday. A nice, soft way to enter the week. Then we have 12 on Wednesday. Uh Uh-oh, that's big. Zero on Thursday. 14 on Friday. Jesus Christ. Four on Saturday and nine on Sunday. So you can see if you are watching this on YouTube, the blue days, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we can't really stream on those days. Wednesday, there's too many games. Thursday, there's no games. And Friday, there's too many games. So we're really down to four streaming days for Luke. We'll talk more streaming plan stuff later in the show, but that's how the schedule plays out. So pay attention to it. Pay attention to when the teams play for the guys that you're streaming in, how your schedule looks for the week. If you are in a weekly games cap league like the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, you probably won't reach your limit this week with a zero game on Thursday and those highly concentrated days. You probably won't reach that 37 by Saturday. So be aware of that, that you don't probably, again, it's going to depend individually on your team. You probably don't need to sit blokes down because we've got a big fat zero in the middle of the week. Overall, that means we've just got fewer games across the entirety of the week. So how does it look? We have got half the teams playing four games. With half the teams playing four games, the three teams that play two games are at a significant disadvantage. Those three teams are the Rockets, the Hornets, and the Raptors. So fringe players from those teams who are sort of fringe streamy type guys, they're really hard to hold. I'm talking guys like Thad Young. I'm talking Chris Boucher even from the Raptors because by the end of this week, Siaka might return. And then Boucher and Young's value drops quite a bit. Um, And you'd expect Gary Trent and Van Vliet and all those guys are ready to go. 
the Raptors fringe guys, Jalen McDaniels, even if you were holding on to a Dennis Smith, maybe even a Kelly Oubre, depending on how much faith you have in him moving forward. The cockroach Mason Plumley, maybe he's not even a guy to hold. I probably would, but I'm not that enamored with him long-term. If for the Rockets, I would hold onto Jabari Smith, but if you've got other streaming, I would hold on to Shingun, obviously, but KJ Martin and Eric Gordon um, and Tari preseason, if you want to clear a roster spot, it just doesn't look like there's a clear path for him to get big minutes at the moment. So maybe you move on there. The 15 teams that play four games this week, the Thunder, the Wolves, the Clippers, the Pacers, Sixers, Heat, Jazz, Hawks, Nets, Blazers, Cavs, Warriors, Celtics, Bucks, and Pistons all play four games this week. But interestingly, that means everyone else plays three. Interestingly, no team plays more than two quality games. And every one of those four game teams plays two quality games. So there's no real difference in terms of the value of a free agent from any of those 15 teams. Now, there is a little bit of a difference for the three-game teams because some of those play two quality games. And again, that's where it's important when we're talking daily changes. It's not just necessarily about the volume because a player from the Knicks, they have two quality games. The Suns do, the Grizzlies do, Mavericks, Magic, um, and the Lakers. They all have two quality games, but they're only three for the week. But that might be exactly the same value as someone who plays a four-game week because you're only using them twice. So a guy like, let's say, Emmanuel quickly, let's say uh, Tory Craig in Phoenix, they only play three games for the week, but it might have the same value as, say, Caleb Martin in Miami. It might have the same value as a Walker Kessler in Utah. It might have the same value as Colin Sexton in Utah because they only played two quality games for the week. So that is super important. So you've got a bunch of teams with two quality games. On the downside of it, Hornets, guys, we just talked about them. Jalen McDaniels, Mason Plumley. This is more for McDaniels um, and probably more for Dennis Smith and even Kelly Oubre. They have zero quality games. So they play Wednesday and Friday, and that's it. So you have those players. like you just, You're just going to get zero games out of McDaniels. You pro, are you going to use Oubre at all? I don't know. Um, that, that's rough. Like the other two two-game teams, the Rockets and the Raptors, at least one of their games is on a higher-volume day or lower volume day, sorry, so you can use them. And that that makes those guys, even though it's a two-game week, you're the same as someone from the Wizards or the Kings or the Bulls or the Spurs or the Nuggets or the Pelicans who only have one quality game out of their three. You can find all this. It is linked in the description of this video. You can find the schedule analyzer at Basketball Monster in our schedule grid to find that information to see how your team plays out and, of course, everything else for the week that we've got over there. But every every four-game team, has a two as two quality games. You don't really see that even spread all that often. Yeah, so the differentiation comes down to individual players versus schedule value. And that is not a usual thing um, that we see in fantasy basketball. That's not what normally happens across those um, across these sort of situations. Today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. Better Help. Help H E L P. Unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, life that is, it's normal to feel stuck. You might not know what the issue is, or you might know what the issue is, but don't know how to cope with it. They are two separate but very highly interconnected things. And it's two of the things that therapists help you with. And BetterHelp is here to help you with their trained therapists to help you figure out the cause of those challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. 
As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire and that matches you with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 100, not 100, scrap that, sorry, BetterHelp. Save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Guys, after you've listened to Locked On Fantasy Basketball, go check out Locked On Sports Today. It gives you all of the latest sports news covered in a short little recap show with all the experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, let's look at some back-to-backs. It's not... It's a weird week for back-to-backs. I'll, 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 say, it, I'll say that. It is a weird week for back-to-backs. Heading into the week, if we're looking to make ads for Sunday, we've got four teams. The Warriors, the Heat, the Knicks, and the Cavs. The Heat have their own injury problems with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, banged up at the moment. Um, the Warriors are going to sit Clay Thompson in one of those, so you're going to get a bigger game from Jordan Poole. But there's no one else really on waiver-wise that benefits significantly there with that absence of um, Clay, which will most likely be on Monday. Yes, so the Heat, there's Bam, there's Hero, Butler we already know is out. There's Vincent, Robinson, Deadman. There's so many options there. So you might get Caleb Martin and Max Struess, obviously. But it might be Little Chungus, Nikola Jovic. It might be. Orlando Robinson, who put up 29 minutes last game, or Hayward Highsmith, who played 38. You might get some really good value out of those heat plays. We just need an injury update. The problem is, is that back-to-backs for the week on the low-volume days, they're not really there. Monday, Tuesday would be a great time to have a back-to-back for our streaming. It just doesn't exist. There's no Monday, Tuesday back-to-back this week. Tuesday, Wednesday, there are back-to-backs, but Wednesday's a 12-game day. So there's very little value in adding those guys. You've got the Sixers, Nets, Pistons, Nuggets, Kings, who have the Monday or the Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. Then the pseudo back-to-back, which is a long gap here, it's Tuesday, Saturday, because if you add someone Tuesday, like Wednesday, it's a high-volume day, you're not going to be able to probably slot someone in. Thursday, no one plays, and Friday, you're definitely not going to have open roster spots. We're almost definitely not going to have them. So if you add someone on Tuesday, you want to see who plays on Saturday, because that's the next time you're going to realistically be able to use them. And there are two teams that fall into that. It's the Lakers and the Suns. We had Dennis Schroeder and Tom Bryant return for the Lakers yesterday. Wouldn't say they did anything. In fact, they did nothing. And that was my concern with Schroeder is like, how does he get enough minutes and enough usage to be a useful must roster play? Now, I do think he improves from what he did yesterday, but I don't think that it's going to be at a must roster level. And Bryant, there's no chance. But on this Tuesday, Saturday, back-to-back streaming type scenario, then maybe it works. Same with Torrey Craig in Phoenix. And we'll talk more about injuries, but obviously campaign is a must roster player. But Tory Craig can step up. There may be even Damian Lee getting those two games. Friday, Saturday, there are a bunch of teams with a back-to-back, but there's 14 games on a Friday. So you're not really getting any use out of that. It's the Thunder, the Jazz, Lakers, Suns, Spurs, Rockets. So you're going to get one game where Eric Gordon sits, whether it's the first or the second game, I don't know. And that would obviously boost the value of KJ Martin and of... Um, Atari uh, preseason in that scenario. I think Martin... No, I was going to say Martin might have got hurt, but no, I think he's okay. Um, Saturday, Sunday, there's one team that has the back-to-back, and that's Dallas. So even to end the week, we can't fire up that back-to-back. So it really is going to be... And we'll talk about this in a second. Just a day-by-day streaming situation. But in terms of leading into week seven, the Sunday-Monday, why well, is a ton of teams? Why has so many teams got a Sunday-Monday back-to-back? Cleveland, Washington, Boston, Minnesota, Indiana... Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Orlando, and uh, Atlanta. We're going to watch Al Horford's back-to-back spasms. 
on that one to see whether he sits out. But there's just a lot happening here on that end of week six, start of week seven. So streaming plan. There's four streaming days, Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday. But as I just mentioned, there are only three actual back-to-backs. And one of those is that Tuesday, Saturday extended pseudo back-to-back that cover it. There's two teams, Lakers and Phoenix, that play Tuesday, Saturday. And there's one team that plays Saturday, Sunday. So you can't really get a big benefit out of looking for back-to-backs to get extra games for the week in your streaming spot. So basically, I think you're going to be looking like you can add, add whoever you want for Monday. You can get a Lakers or Suns guy and do the Tuesday, Saturday. But overall, it's just daily streaming or using your stream spots to pick up injury benefit players. And we're going to talk about injury benefit players really soon. But that is what I think is the best use because you can't really get gigantic maximization of games played this week by heavily using that streaming spot with the way the schedule plays out. But you might be able to use it for more stashing or more short-term value plays, super stream type guys who provided this great value, but we know that it's short-lived. In terms of how the schedule plays out front and backlighting, well, the Rockets, we know they've got a two-game week, but they don't play until after Thanksgiving. And much like the Sixers week this week, they start on Friday and they finish on Saturday. That's it. They play a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. It's a very odd schedule. So those fringe Rockets guys, KJ Martin, Tari preseason, you're not going to be able to use them until Saturday. And that's what I mean. Like, is it worth having them for two games where you don't use them until Saturday? It's going to be rough for Jalen Green and Kevin Porter and Shengun and Smith. But I don't think you'd drop any of those guys, especially, you know, maybe Smith would be the only one, but I still wouldn't. And then if you look at the rest of the schedule, after Thanksgiving, every team plays either one or two games. So there's no massive discrepancies there apart from the fact that the Rockets don't play until Friday. That's really that's really it. Um, we'll talk injuries in a second. But today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy, but it's not traditional daily fantasy. It's probably one that's a little bit better, to be honest, because you don't have to go up against thousands of people and try to fit players into salary cap lineups. What you need to do is go up against PrizePix's daily projections. Alpren Sengun over under six and a half rebounds. Take the over. We'll take the under if that's what you believe. Luka Doncic, 27 and a half points. Take the over. And you get two to five of those individual player projections, put them into one entry, and you can win up to 10 times back. If you are successful, entries are fast. You can do them in under 60 seconds and payouts are safe and quick as well. Actually, they've changed it. It's two to six players now. Wow, they've changed this read. Two to six players. And instead of 10 times your money, it's 25 times. Forget 10 times. That's useless. With 10, 10 times. Who are we? Paupers. 25 times your entry fee with two to six of those individual player projections. It's not competing against other people. It is you versus the projections. And they offer so many sports. The NBA, obviously. The big three, NBA, NFL, disc golf, plus smaller sports like college football, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, PGA, um, uh, WNBA, the World Cup, absurd they're going to have World Cup um, player projections up there that you're going to be able to use, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, regular golf, it's all there. It's available in over 30 states and in Canada. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100 bucks, PricePix will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, PricePix gives you 50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. You're going to love it. Shout out Disc Golf. Let's look at some injuries. Um... Again, this is a new new part I'm adding to the weekly preview because it's important that we do it. Kay Cunningham has a stress fracture or a likely stress fracture in his shin. 
he is contemplating surgery. I would be stunned if he plays again this season. If he has surgery, that's it. It's over. I would say minimum here two months for Cade. Minimum six weeks, right, for him to return. Almost definitely the season is my opinion. I'm not a doctor, but I am understanding the trajectory of the franchise, the seriousness of this injury, and the long recovery time. There's no need to push him through it. And again, if surgery, it's it's over. He's done. I'm not dropping Cade Cunningham until I find out. Obviously, it's been a disappointing season. That little stretch before he got hurt or before he missed games, because I'm sure he was hurt before that. I believe he was hurt at some point even in the preseason with this injury or this pain. Um, The shooting numbers were way down. And it's going to end up a disaster pick if he misses the season from here. You can't do anything about that now, though, can you? What you've got to do, though, is look at Killian Hayes, who has been really, really strong in the time that he's been out. Over the last seven games, 28 minutes, 11 points, three threes, four and a half assists, 1.6 steals, even shooting a little bit better, 42%, including 39% from three. But realistically, what you're getting Hayes for is the hope that you get five to six assists and the hope that you get 1.5 to two steals. He's a solid enough rebounder as well. Last game, he had 18 to a nine. The minutes, I think, are going to be there. I don't think, I know it's throwing Casey, I don't think Alec Burks or Corey Joseph are going to push in and take the minutes away from Hayes. I think Hayes is a strong ad, but I would consider Alec Burks as well because Burks can be an option and he will have to get extra minutes. Obviously, Jaden Ivey must roster play. I think we know that. Torres Maxey has a foot fracture. Hmm. He's going to be out three to four weeks. Always go the, the back end of that. Last four weeks, that's Christmas to me. Harden will be back before him, but that makes the wave pool D'Anthony Melton even more of a must roster. And then second option there is Shake Milton, who is going to put up points. He can be pretty rough in other areas, but Shake's an ad as well. Um, Jar Morant, it's a grade one ankle sprain. He's had multiple ankle sprains in his, in his past. We know this. Um, and they say it's week to week. So that's uh, let's rule that this week out. I'd say it's probably two weeks minimum would be my guess. Um, you're seeing it with Tyler Hero's ankle sprain and Paulo Boncaro's ankle sprain. It's just taking time for these. It takes time for them to come back. And Jara's had such a history of these lower body injuries. And we talked about this at draft time is that it's the way he plays. And not that this necessarily was play style related, but there's just so many of them. Lower body injuries from Jar Morant. Ty Stone's a clear must roster. John went Desmond Bain out. So you're going to have a Jones-Conchar backcourt. And both of those guys, Jones more than Conchar, are 12-team league guys. What? So you can go and grab those players. Um, yeah, but another frustrating injury situation. Then we've got Chris Paul, who's going to be out at least another week with his heel soreness. So make sure campaign's rostered. It needs to be rostered literally everywhere. Every single spot, roster campaign. And until Chris Paul comes, when Chris Paul comes back, you drop him. You don't second guess it, you drop him. But now we just roll with him. And now Kevin Love has a thumb fracture. Now, they said that he's doubtful, but thumb fractures usually, like on a hand, that's the three, four weaker, usually. I don't know why they're listing him doubtful. Don't be surprised if that's a three, four week injury for Kevin Love. Not that there's a great replacement for him, but you'll get Chetty Osman. You'll get, um, maybe you get some extra Robin Lopez. I mean, it's no one who becomes like a 12-team ad or anything like that. But what it means is that Kevin Love, who was fringe 12-team anyway, with my expectation that he's out three to four weeks, I think he becomes a drop. To me, he was already a fringe drop anyway. And we don't know how long he's going to be out. Again, they're listing him doubtful for some reason. I just don't think that's realistic. I think he's going to miss uh, a few weeks here, given his age as well. I would consider him uh, as a drop. Let's look at some ads for the week ahead 
in week six. This is for weekly changes leagues. I'll throw the disclaimer out because, again, someone asked me last week, why would I sit this player? If you are in a league that you can change your lineup every single day, this part is not for you. If you change your lineup every single day, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Now go home. Go away. This is not for you. I mean, keep it running in the background, but this is 100% not for you. So when I say to sit a player, this has no impact on you whatsoever. None. Please don't pay any attention to sitting players. Thank you. Now that those guys have gone. If you're in a weekly changes league, these are guys that you can add for the week ahead. Actually, if you are still here in a daily changes league, the first guy on that list you want to add anyway. But these are guys you can add. And I reckon you have some confidence in starting these players for the week ahead. And the first one is confidence. Maybe confidence is misplaced. The Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. I think it should be pretty clear that he is at worst their fourth best player and probably their third best player. And I know I've been saying this for a long time. I find the argument hard to... You know, how long is it going to take until he is consensusly better than Lou Dort? I think he's better than Reed. But I, I, I obviously am much lower on Dort than others. But Williams is going to have inconsistency like a lot of these guys on the Thunder. But he's getting close to 30 minutes nearly every night. He's showing passing skills. He's getting steals. He's scoring well. It's a slow process, but I'm back in. Like Once we see that trend start to solidify and he starts to look better than Dort, basically every game they play, I think it's not going to be too far away before he plays regular, consistent starting minutes. So Jalen Williams, I think, is an ad everywhere in most spots. But understanding that it could go tits up and he might play 18 minutes and have four points. And there's going to be ups and downs. But I think the totality of his work, and even for this week with four four games, you're going to get a positive result, I think. Kevon Looney, four games this week, just solid like he's just solid. There's nothing spectacular, but the four games helps considering you know, that half the league doesn't play four games. We talked Killian Hayes already. Caleb Martin with Jimmy Butler out and maybe Bam out and maybe Hero out and maybe Vincent out and maybe Robinson out. There's, you know, he's obviously an option for this week. Walker Kessler with four games. You might get seven blocks out of him. You might get 40 rebounds. Probably not. You might get 30 rebounds. That's useful. And Kyle Anderson, the four game boost helps him with his defensive ability and he's getting 23, 24 minutes a night. In terms of sitting players in a category league, I wouldn't start any Rockets player, any Hornets player, or any Raptors player. The only one, the only Rockets, oh, sorry, Hornets player you consider is LaMelo Ball, and I don't even know if he's going to play. So I wouldn't take that risk that one game. I wouldn't be bothered with Jalen Green or Kevin Porter or Shingun. I wouldn't bother with Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam's out, or Gary Trent, or Scotland Barnes. I'd just sit them all. The, again, maybe I'll make the argument for Van Vliet. That's probably it. He's probably the only one I'd consider. Other guys who are rostered in lots of spots, I wouldn't bother with Paolo Banquero. Just uncertainty of when he returns. Uh, and not, well, you know, maybe he returns and plays two games. Not enough. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> I know there's a lot of players out. But does that turn this guy into a good player? No. Steven Adams. Yeah, look, no. Um, Mo Bumba. I, I wouldn't bother with Mo Bumba with only three games for the week and inconsistency of minutes. And Rowan Barrett. Although the argument could be made that the fewer games that Barrett plays, the less destructive he is. So maybe his points become more useful to you. But he's playing so poorly that I find it hard in a category league to bother starting RJ Barrett this week. But that's going to depend on what other options you've got. For points leagues, all these guys should be added, I think, for at least this week. Killian Hayes, Kevon Looney, Marvin Bagley. He's shithouse. Like, watch a game. Like, he's so bad. What, look at the box scores. They're terrible. He can sometimes put up points and rebounds, but credit to Dwayne Casey. I'll happily give credit to people despite me saying they're bad. He has seen the last two games and there's been foul trouble. He's gone, well, oh, this guy's actually terrible. Like, what are we doing? 
I don't know how long it's going to take him because we know that if there's one thing the coaches love frothing, it's veterans, even though they suck. They love it. Oh, he just he just knows he's a, he's a man's man. He's a player's player. He's a veteran's veteran. He goes out there and loses games for us. Yeah, it's really important that he teaches the youngsters habits of being dreadful. Um, So he's going to probably start. Now, if Bagley... If they make the switch and start doing over Bagley, I will praise Dwayne Casey endlessly, even though it's as obvious as, um, I don't know, dog's balls. Like it sticks out like dog's balls that Duran should start. It doesn't mean that coaches realize this. Want me to talk about Bagley again? Um, but again, in points leagues, because of the four games, he's worth it. The Bronco, Jalen Williams, Shake Milton, Caleb Martin, Cameron Payne. He's still available in lots of spots. And I think, I think Jalen Duran's worth the grab. Because, again, the risk there is you're putting faith in Dwayne Casey, realizing the error of his ways, and that's not a, never a great bet to make. But Duran was much better than Bagley last game, and maybe that pushes him. Guys to sit again, Rockets, Hornets, Raptors, we sit them all. Monte Morris, no point with him. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Brandon Clark, Alex Caruso. I don't really think there's much point in starting those players in a weekly points league. And guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And if you are here on YouTube, you thumb it up. You leave your comments down below. You subscribe and you ring that bell and you caress it and you just rock it slowly. That's the way I like it. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.